Bow. Hello. And we're back with episode two of Match Week, guys. Episode two, it's crazy. Oh, the reception has been great so far. Um, let's see. On YouTube, we've hit I think a hundred views on the first episode, which is crazy. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Um, on Spotify, we're at like twenty-five listeners. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. And then on Apple Podcasts, I think we just hit like twelve or fifteen, which I appreciate. Thank you for listening on there. And then um, on SoundCloud, we have like two. But like that's that was like. SoundCloud's just there, just in case anyone needs it, you know, like, worst-case scenario. But, again, I appreciate you all for watching or listening. Uh, please uh, subscribe on YouTube, like the video, comment. If you're on Spotify, please follow, um, download, do whatever you guys do on Spotify. And on Apple Podcasts, just uh, subscribe, uh, follow, and if you could leave a review, five stars would be great. Um, and on SoundCloud, just if you could just leave a comment, a like, or a review, that'd be great too. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoy. Love you. This is Match Week. You are joined by myself, Artie Amini. We discuss everything soccer from the highs and the lows in the sporting week to the news that is relevant to you. And we are back with Match Week, the podcast. It's great for you guys to come back here this week, guys. I'm really excited. Today, I am joined by Brandon Marazzo. Marazzo, yes. Yeah, I always mess up his name, and I love this guy. He's really great. We call him Maz, but I had to make sure I pronounced it properly for him, didn't mess anything up, made sure it came out clean. Appreciate it, Artie. No problem. Now, Brent, just real quickly, tell us a little bit about yourself for the audience so they know, like, oh, why is this guy here talking about soccer? Um, Yeah, man, so I've actually uh, been involved in uh, Montclair State's um, athletics, uh, broadcasting some games. I'm usually doing, like, the football games, but that season's ending starting to get it more into soccer. I actually uh, do color commentating for Parsippany FC, which is a local men's team here in uh, New Jersey. And to be quite honest, man, uh, I've been watching soccer my entire life. Uh, I'm a big fan. Um, I'm of Portuguese descent, so I'm constantly watching the Portuguese national team. Um, that being said, I am a Wolverhampton Wanderers fan. Um, as we all know, Portugal FC. And... <laughs> You're right about that. You know, it's kind of just like I'm it's trying, I'm trying to hold back the laughter because it definitely is Portugal FC, bro. Like George Mendes basically took the Portuguese national team, and just threw them all onto one team. Basically, man, and it's that's why I catch all the new talent coming up. You know, so I've been around uh, soccer my whole life, and uh, quite frankly, I, I played football my whole life, but soccer just might be my favorite sport. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So, guys, today, in case you're wondering why I have Maz here, we're going to be talking. Continuing on with our UCL discussion, we're going to be talking about the teams that are struggling slash falling off in the competition. Now, some teams' live form and current form in the match week will sort of skew our sayings, but that's because they've been coming up against a way lower opposition, and the scorelines have been very close for what we usually expect for these teams. So the first team we're going to be talking about is Real Madrid. Now, Maz, we know who Real Madrid is, yeah. They're the Galacticos, the cream of the crop, the team that everyone is always talking about. Now, why do you think something different is happening with them? 
Uh, I'm going to be honest, man. I think they're going through a stage of a, a slight rebuild. We saw that they've lost some big names like Sergio Ramos, Cristiano Ronaldo left a couple years ago. And quite frankly, like it's Benzema and a bunch of young talent really holding it down. We do know they still have Modric and Cruz in their centers, but they're getting in that older age. I think it's the time for Real Madrid to really start focusing in on new talent, bringing in bigger names like Kylian Mbappe and just anything that they can really get their hands on. They got some solid uh, talent on the defense, but, you know, Militao's still young, and those guys are just, it's a weird mix. Like, the ages mm-hmm. are all over the place, and they don't really have that much time together. Yeah, I hear you on that one, because they brought in the likes of Hazard, thinking that he wasn't going to replace Ronaldo, but he was going to get all these numbers in, but he's been struggling. You have Bale back on loan, but still, eh. The center-back pairing I actually sort of like this year with the replacements, because they lost Varane and Ramos, two of the best center-backs in the world by far. And they replaced them with David Alaba and Eder Militao, who been uh, coming up through the ranks, doing really well. David Alaba was super solid at Bayern Munich. Can't complain about him. And then we also have the likes of uh, Federico Valverde coming up to the center mids. And I don't know if you heard about this, Baz, but because now that Newcastle has uh, had new owners who are worth over $100 billion, they are now trying to go in for Tony Cruz now. I mean, it makes sense. Cruz has been quality ever since I've been watching soccer, to be honest with you. We've seen him be critical for Real Madrid throughout the years, why wouldn't you go for a player like Tony Cruz? I don't know if you heard this. I actually see that Man City is talking about Cruz as well. Yeah, but City, it doesn't make sense to me because yeah. they already have everything, but you never know what Pep Guardiola... Because City, ish- they keep ignoring this issue, which is really agitating for the average soccer fan, just as a neutral. They need that number nine. And I, I discussed this in the last podcast episode. You guys can go back to listen if you want to hear our full discussion on City. But they need number nine, plain and simple. We go into further detail about that. And uh, just to let you guys know about Real Madrid's current form in the Champions League, they're a win, loss, and win, but they lost against Sheriff in a 2-0 defeat, which was an upset to begin with. That We'll just leave it at that. That just shows how the team was losing a lot of personnel, struggling since Ronaldo has left, new managers, they just need a change in form. Now next, talk, talk about falling off next. Oh my God, bro. Bar- Barcelona, man, what, what they are so. I think they're besides like some of these other clubs who like go bankrupt. They are the worst ran club in the world right now by far. I mean, dude, let me just tell you. First off, I don't even know. I've never even heard of Sheriff before this year. I don't even know where they came from, <laughs> and they're just killing. They're it. from Moldova. They're from Moldova. I know they're like owned by like a, yeah. a monopoly on like Moldova, but that's all I really know, and I've only <laughs> heard from this year. But in terms of Barcelona, man, I mean, they're they're not they're barely top ten in La Liga right now. They've really fallen off, uh, especially with Messi leaving. He was really the glue to that team. We've seen some questionable um, transfers from them in recent years that not really addressing what they need, and, just trying to get in names. And not to interrupt you, I apologize, Go but uh, they've also fired Ronald Koeman now, and supposedly Xavi is coming in to be the replacement manager, which I'm 50-50 about for them because even though it's like it's a, he's going to be there for the rebuild, he knows the Youth Academy very well, he... Um, he had some success with the, uh, what was it? It was in Saudi Arabia, correct? With the Saudi team. Arabia. They, he did really, because uh, I've actually watched a few of their games, some of the highlights, some of the some of the training sessions, and like he has worked them well into making them sort of like a, basically a Barcelona-esque team. Tiki-Taka playing smart, playing possession-based football, and they've looked really, really good. But um, it's always tough with having a player coming in as a manager. We see it with uh, City, uh, not City. We see it with Chelsea that happened because of Frank Lampard. That's why I thought of City because Lampard played for City as well. And then uh, Manchester United, we saw this. Zinedine Zidane, we saw this for 
Uh, we're still seeing it with United, man. The United, okay, United's next, so we're just gonna we're gonna <laughs> for pipe, sure we're gonna we're gonna wait on that a little bit. Um, but yeah, just just to go over Barca a little bit, their their starting lineup's not bad. Um, because they still have Ter Stegen. they brought they have a great youth talent of from America from Zergine Dest. Uh, PK should have been out of the team by now. Linglet's always solid. They brought in a guy named Araujo. Like it's like one of those La Liga teams, bro. They're so mixed up with some similar. I don't want to say the wrong team or like. Get it wrong because a lot of Liga fans will be up, pitchforks ready to go. So Absolutely. I'm gonna leave it at that. Jordi Alba aging out. Pedri's young. De Young's fin- De Young. I'm so nice. He's so good. Um, and then they have Dembele slash Fati swapping in and out. And then Memphis Depay, who was a great purchase from them. Quite frankly, they're in a weird situation right now. And I think what they're really missing is just a manager for the team to really get behind. Um, as we said, they they already started their rebuild. You know, uh, they just brought him to pay. And I think it's just now you just have to find somebody that is good with youth development and just getting those younger players more confidence, mm-hmm. more matches, and just getting the fixtures. I don't think we'll ever see Barcelona, like, fall off, but this is not what we're used no, to this seeing. No, this, this is I mean, the most fall-off we'll ever see from Barcelona, in my opinion, because there's no way a club like this can allow something to happen, like, to your point. But look what they've always done. They've always been good at growing talent. We saw Messi come up through the ranks. Um, Xavi and Iniesta have been there forever. So it's just like they're used to their home guys and we're now mm-hmm. out of the golden age of Barcelona and they really need to figure out something because spending money clearly hasn't been their strong suit. They've been spending no. money like crazy. They, they it's just always it. in the wrong place. They spent it so wrong on transfers and contracts. They spent, what was it? They spent over $300 million within one transfer window for Coutinho, Griezmann, and Dembele. Dembele's been injured for three out of the four seasons of game time. Griezmann has just gone back to Atletico on loan with an option to buy for $35 million when they bought him for for $95 million euros. And then you also have uh, Coutinho, who's been going on loan nonstop, performing everywhere else, but not performing well at Barca whatsoever. I mean, he just reminds me as like a like a James Rodriguez kind of guy for Real Madrid. Just yeah, goes Hamas, somewhere, does something good everywhere else, but can never be solid for his own team. Hamas can only perform under Carlo Ancelotti. That's just that's the only way you get performance out of him. But now he's going to Saudi Arabia too. He's leaving Everton. I mean, it's all over the place, man. Yeah. Guys are gonna guys are following the money at the end of the day, and I think we're kind of getting away from this big, uh, bigger teams like just going. It's just really wherever who's gonna play me the most and who's gonna pay me the most is what's coming down to like these and guys. And speaking of paying and playing the most, man. My 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 favorite team in the world. I love these guys. Manchester United. They have, they like okay. They're they're Champions League form, right? Let's go over this real quick. They're a loss win win. Okay, like it's not a bad form for Champions League, but the issue is that they lost against young boys. They barely scraped the performance against Villarreal and barely scraped the performance against Atalanta. I mean, let's be honest, man. Why have they been in? those positions the team has not been looking great and it's not for a lack of talent i mean i think it's been manager this entire time you guys have in my opinion the greatest player of all time cristiano ronaldo who's been (laughs) saving you guys all year long yeah no matter whether they're playing in champions league playing in the premier league the guy's been a stud like he's been his entire career but i mean you have pogba you got bruno fernandez you have as you just said from real madrid uh veran who just um came Sign, back yeah. off an in, in injury. There's some quality talent. Sancho, you know, there's some quality talent. I just uh, don't think your boy Ole's using them mm-hmm. the way that he should uh, The be. thing is that I don't want to go too in-depth about United's issues because next week, just to give you guys a little preview, I do plan on doing an in-depth analysis of Manchester United 
because there are serious, serious issues going on in this club with uh, the uh, transfer recruitment, um, how players are being started, what's going on behind the scenes, management, and then like starting lineup. So, for example, the one issue I have in our starting lineup right now is that we're constantly playing Fred, McTominay, and McGuire in the same team. And I do not think that those three players are anywhere near, should be anywhere near our starting lineup. Nowhere, should be nowhere near it. Fred, maybe. Fred's a workhorse. I give him the respect he deserves. He works hard for the team. He loves the badge. McTominay is a youth academy product. He does a lot for the team. He always, always gives 100, like, gives 100%, but, like, they can't be a pairing. It does not work. That double pivot does not work. And then McGuire, I think he's the worst center back. He only performs for England, and he only performed decently for Leicester at United. He's been a ghost of all those performances, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I mean, dude, wasn't he, like, the largest transfer for a center back in the history of the game? Yeah, can we just please leave? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want I, I don't, bro. I can't. I can't. I really just can't deal with this right now with them. It's just it's just absurd. It really is absurd. So let me ask you this question. We're seeing uh, reports that PSG might be getting rid of Ramos because he's, quote-unquote, not fit. They just haven't really been using him. He's been, in my opinion, the best center back over the last couple of years. Obviously, you got... Uh, Van Dyke over at Liverpool and Ruben Diaz have been killing it as of lately, but going back further, Ramos been in a league of his own. Is that somebody you would be considering to bring in? I think no, because we already have Veron, and I want someone that's young and but that's good, but young without complement Veron's playing style. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, we've seen him and Veron do success, be successful for Real Madrid. Yeah, obviously. So, I mean, if you're looking to get in and go further, this is actually the team that I see turning it around out of everybody that we just mentioned mm-hmm. in Champions League. We just saw this past weekend Ronaldo and Cavani both in the starting lineups using that two-striker formation, and it worked uh, pretty successful. It, I think it, that's what they need to do is just it, start using more of their the guys. The issue is that it worked against a weakened Tonham side and that we still had a weak team. It's just reversing another weak team. Whereas if we went up against Liverpool again, I think we would still get broken down and lose. For sure, because the defense needs to be better. But yeah. then again, you're not playing Pogba. Like we see. Well, Pogba had something. the red card, so he couldn't play. Well, for Donny sure. should be starting every single game. I don't care what anyone says. But and then Sancho has to be starting as well. For sure, but that's what I'm saying. Like if you look at even before the red card, Pogba and Sancho are you being used as subs. Like these are guys that you need to get the, especially Pogba. I feel like you need to get the most because that out of. that pairing of Pogba and Van de Beek would probably be the best pairing in the Premier League if they were used right. That's a, that's an argument right there, and like I said, I think that's just the problem. It's just all their problems are coming down to the manager, and mm-hmm. I don't think Ole's the guy for the job, man. I agree with you. But to talk about not being right for the job and messing up, we're just going to put these three teams into a group because they're all from the Serie A. It's Juventus, Inter Milan, and AC Milan. AC Milan have lost all three of their games, and granted, Juventus have won their past three games, but the issue is, is that Juventus has... They've been scraping wins against teams that they should be. They they used to dominate when they came up against the group stages. And then you have Inter, who lost so many players because of a fire sale and lost their manager that won them the league. It's um it's been a tough for all three of these teams. I mean, where do you start, man? I mean, first off, with Juventus, we all know that they lost a great player in Ronaldo, and nobody's really stepped up to really do anything. They have some quality players, but the problem is mm-hmm. Dabala. And uh, Marata, like, they're not consistent like they need to be, man. The one thing I will say is that they're finally picking up a system in form this past week I saw when they're playing the Serie A. They, they were decent. But the one thing that I have to acknowledge is that they have not invested in their wide talent and their center mids enough. They have way too many aging center mids. And players like Artur, Aaron Ramsey, uh, Rabiot's not bad. Weston McKinney's one of the best 
uh, American youth talents coming up right now. Him and Tyler Adams is is been great to watch in the national team for the United States. But there's also the issue of the aging center backs. Like when are you going to start trying to swap them out? You know, I mean, they've been using they've had Kalini there for yeah. Kalini and Bonucci have been the center back pairing. Like because it's been them two, it's been Ramos and Veron, and it was usually Thiago Silva and Marquinhos. Those were the three pairings you looked at and you thought, wow, those are dangerous for sure. But it's it's we're getting into that age where. The guys that we grew up watching mm-hmm. are now entering. They're not old in terms of like being like a human, but you know, being in your thirties, mid thirties, and still playing soccer like this, you might as well. You're getting old, man, and it's yeah. getting towards that time where it's you have to face the reality of hanging up the cleats. And they've still been quality. I mean, we just saw yeah, well, them play for the Italian national mm-hmm. team, and they were a, a defensive unit. Yeah. But you know, it, it's getting to that time where you need to start thinking new names and you need people like Dabala to step up and be more consistent. Yeah, for sure. Um one well, thing I will say though is that they brought in Locatelli, who's been really good in the midfield, but at the end of the day you can't have Rabiot, Weston McKinney and Locatelli, three defensive midfielders in that midfield and have no creativity. Like granted they're really good with deep ball progressions. They're really good with their tackles and interception numbers, but none of them are a true like creator, you know what I'm saying? That guy who will supply the ball to your wingers, your strikers, to everybody. Absolutely. Nobody, none of them are, they're not Chavi, man. Yeah. You know. And then AC Milan, I actually really like their transfer window. Granted, they couldn't get a fee for Donnarumma. They brought in uh, Magnan from, from uh, Ligon, who was really good. Um, you've seen Tonali stepping it up this season. Rafael Liao becoming um, becoming a uh, regular. And then you also have uh, uh, Ibrahim Diaz. He was on loan last season. They made him permanent this season, and he's been really, really good. But... The team is just not clicking. I don't know what it is. There's something just off about them. It seems like they're in a rut right now. Honestly, man, I couldn't even tell you like what is going up with them. Yeah, as you said, like it's just been really weird to watch. And I don't think it's necessarily like a bad team. Do I think that they're gonna win a um a Champions League? No, but they're over, they're still gonna be at the top of uh Syria and they're gonna sneak in there and they're just probably just if they get past the group stage, like that I think that's an but accomplishment. That's the thing. They're, they're, they, the AC Milan's have three losses back-to-back. It's very difficult for them to even make it through. And then we have Inter Milan, where they just been they have been tarnished by their ownership because now with because uh, they're under Chinese ownership. And now in China, they've been really harsh with uh, people investing in foreign companies and products instead of reinvesting it back into China with like the CSL and other companies. So now they've put in big tax on foreign foreign investorship, which means that they've had to sell a lot of their players, get rid of their main manager, which which really that's what that's what made him leave is the fact that they lost Lukaku, they lost Hakimi, they lost a few other players that I'm blanking on right now. My apologies, but even still, they did bring in a few people. They brought in um, the center forward from Lazio, the Argentinian. I'm blanking on his name, Correa. They also brought in. Uh, Dumfries, another defender to replace Hakimi, who wasn't bad. And they have Nico Barella, a youth player, coming up and playing just out of his skin right now. I mean, Inter Milan is another one, just like both them and AC Milan. They're a top, second and third in the Serie A standings mm-hmm. currently. But it's, you know, people always doubt the uh, the Italian league because we see teams have good domestic su- success, but does it normally translate into Champions League playing against the bigger and, clubs? And that's because of what's happened with Juventus multiple times. They've, they're the team on record that hold the record of making it to the final the most and losing the final every time. Absolutely. They have not won a single UCL final, which is the reason why people always doubt the teams. 
So, I mean, there's clearly a big discrepancy between leagues, as we already know. Mm-hmm. I would say the Premier League is the best league. Out, like, obviously, teams going into the Champions League. We say that, though, but then, like, the teams that have won it have been, yes, English-based, but then we've seen La Liga dominate. We've also sure. seen the Bundesliga pop in and out sometimes. So, it all really depends. For sure. I just think just in terms of, like, giving, like, the best teams, I think the best soccer being played right now is in the English Premier League. That's why these teams have success. That's why they have a couple more teams get in it than they also. That's why they have the money because a lot more people watch. So there's a lot more money in viewership for advertising and everything. So and it's just it's like a viewership, man. I mean, more people are watching the Premier League than they're watching the MLS in the United States. But the one thing I will give the MLS credit though, the MLS has been beating out the NFL in in actually viewership lately. Really, they have been beating them out. Just we're talking about regular season games to regular season games when they're on around the same time ish. They're pulling in more viewers. I, I love to see it, man. I'm, I'm a big supporter of uh, the MLS, and I'm going to mm-hmm. be – some people call me crazy. In the next 50 years, it's going to be a, a top – I think it's going to be a top uh, league in soccer. I think it's going to be among top three. I, I think it's 100% going to take overtake baseball. We're already seeing it compete with hockey, and it's going to be at, among the top three sports in America, man. So Yeah, I mean, if, if you want – if we're, we're going to talk more about the MLS further down the line in the in – the, in our series but um if you want to talk more about it i will bring you back for it but for now i think that'll do it for today if you guys have any disagreements with who we put here please let us know in the comments whether you're listening on youtube spotify apple podcast soundcloud wherever you're listening to your podcast just let us know how you feel uh maz thank you so much for coming today it was a pleasure having you and i hope to see you guys next week because we will be doing a more in-depth discussion about manchester so have a wonderful